The following podcast is in no way produced, endorsed, or affiliated in any way with the Wikimedia Foundation, and the use of the term Wikipedia is used without permission. Enjoy at your own risk. Okay, what are the Simpsons? <laughs> We're talking about OJ and Nicole, I assume. We are. Okay, good. This is about the uh, Ron Swanson murders. No, what was Ron Swanson? Ron Swanson. What was, uh, what was Ron, Goldman. Ron Goldman. Ron Swanson is the guy from Parks <laughs> from and Recreation. I know who Ron Swanson is. But if that guy got murdered, it would be a big tragedy. I know what Ron Swanson crime is. crime of the century. I'd be really upset. But no, this is not about O.J. Simpson. Thanks. This is about the Simpsons. Okay. My love for the Simpsons actually started pretty slow because it came on... The second season came on at the same time as the Cosby show, and I watched the Cosby show. But then I watched the Simpsons, and then the Cosby show went out the window. And then it failed, so it worked out. I mean, it got canceled. And then I was able to watch the Simpsons and just the Simpsons. My guests today are Brad Cordero, who I've worked with on several reality TV shows. Hello. How are you? Hi. Uh, from Survivor. I don't think you're going back there, right? Survivor and, and another great show, Jersey Shore. And, and Jersey Shore. He's worked on mega hits. Are those mega hits? I don't I, know. Oh, I strictly work on mega hits. Haven't they both been canceled? Um, no. What are you talking about? Survivor's still going. Oh, okay. Jersey, Jersey Shore, Shore is, was canceled. Jersey Shore is gracefully exiting so that everyone can get their own spinoff. I'll have to tell you later about how I actually am one of the reasons Snooki uh, got Jersey Shore. Yeah. Interesting. Nobody knows that. I don't uh, know that. And a very funny man, and I know him to be funny because I actually watched him perform, Asterios Kokonos. Look, if there's a podcast that I'm on, it's probably not a very good podcast. Uh, so I'm definitely not going to listen to it. That's probably true. Okay. I'm leaving. Why? I would just, why? I could just listen to podcasts with celebrities on them. <laughs> that's how I'm going to use my time. Well, one day. I hope I'm famous by the time this podcast launches. I only have guests on that I know to one day be celebrities. So you're welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, wow. I create celebrities. I can't wait for that to happen. Who would have thought that I'd be on the short. same couch with Brad? <laughs> Mr. Brad Cordero. Save this. Is it, when they make the documentary about our fabulous success, they're going to want this podcast to show where it all came from. And, we'll, gonna... be, and we'll be like, no, that's just for our listening pleasures and for our families. <laughs> We talk like we're in the 20s because we're huge assholes. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty spot on. There's a lot of 20s talk, though, on The Simpsons, honestly. There is. And you know what? Well, Thanks to John Schwartzwelder. He's one of the writers. He's one. He's like considered the like, like the, the most important he's, writer. He's the one, one. who's – yes. Yeah. Yes. He's the one who's written the most episodes. And you know what? With that, we'll start getting into uh, our little Wikipedia page here. And please feel free to interrupt me. Um, I always enjoy these first little summaries because they basically summarize the whole thing that I'm going to read in like two paragraphs. So I don't know if any of you guys know this, but The Simpsons is an American animated sitcom created by Matt Groening for the Fox Broadcasting Company. I never know if that's how you pronounce his name, Groening. I probably should have looked that up. Uh, The series is a satirical parody of a middle-class American lifestyle epitomized by its family of the same name, which consists of Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. The show is set in the fictional town of Springfield and parodies American culture, society, television, and many aspects of the human condition. Uh, And one thing about this page, there's several Wikipedia pages of The Simpsons. Uh, The one I'm reading is actually The Simpsons, and it's based on the series. And then there's The Simpsons franchise, which Uh I assume goes into, like, their worldwide stuff. And then there's also The History of The Simpsons. So I decided to just stick with the one that was strictly The Simpsons. You know what? I'm sorry. I thought this was about The Simpsons' disambiguation page. 
and all of my research I, is kind of based is, on that. What is that whenever it says disambiguation? Disambiguation is a Wikipedia thing where like if there's – you know, say like it's like John Henry and then there's like 50 John Henrys. You go to the John Henry disambiguation oh. and then you can find John oh. Henry, the steel driving man, John or Henry, the politician. John Henry who played steel in the Superman comics. Yeah, see, so you go to the dis- disambiguation gotcha. page, and you can find all the John Henrys. You know, if I broke down that word, I would know what it meant. But me, being old now, I don't really care to think about things like that, because disambiguation, it makes sense now. You do look really old. Thank you. By you, the way. I I'm hoping we you're older being, than me, but I don't know. I did assume that we were being interviewed by Mumra the Ever-Living. <laughs> I took a look at you. Uh, Ray Salgul. Uh, Ra- Ra- I don't know how to say his name. It was in the movies, man. Just take it from the movies. I, I don't, I don't like that That's the movie. part of the movie I don't remember. Raz 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 They've done the work for you. Or the Batman animated cartoon, which was excellent. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Paul gave us Paul Dini. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just want to tell you how lucky you are that I am not only a Simpsons fan, I'm also huge into Wikipedia. So I'm kind of attacking this <laughs> from both fronts. I have many edits to my name. You know what? I think I've found a new co-host forever and ever. Oh, yes. Awesome. And on the and Asterios. And on oh. the talk oh. on the talk page Button for this podcast, me. I'm going to leave comments like great job, Brian. <laughs> okay, so getting back uh, I'll get back to the page a little bit and then we can get back into the Simpsons. I have I have a feeling this is just going to be a Batman animated cartoon podcast, so I'm going to try to steer away from that. Did you know that Mark Hamill was the voice of the Joker? And did you know that Clayface was terrifying? <laughs> Mark Hamill was actually the voice of the Joker in many things, not just that though. He actually he, he was the voice of the Joker in like and, and all uh, kinds of cartoons and all kinds of Batman cartoons. No, I mean just not just the animated series, but like the video game. And, oh yeah, Arkham Asylum, and, exactly. And Arkham just City, a, tons of uh, whenever they need a Joker, Mark Hamill. He's made a he's made a career of uh, having a motorcycle accident in Star, in Star Wars. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> that about. That was terrible. The family was conceived by Groening shortly before a pitch for a series of animated shorts with the producer James L. Brooks. Groening created a dysfunctional family and named the characters after members of his own family, substituting Bart for his own name. The shorts became a part of the Tracy Ullman Show on April 19, 1987, after a three-season run. The sketch was developed into a half-hour primetime show as an er- and was an early hit for Fox, becoming the network's first series to land in the top 30 ratings in a season. I will tell you, I would watch The Tracy Ullman Show solely to watch The Simpsons, which I don't even think I found that funny. I was just like, oh, there's a cartoon coming up. I remember The Tracy Ullman Show being on. Yeah, but I don't remember ever. I mean, I remember seeing it every now and then, but never being like, "Oh, I need to watch this," because I was, it was never. And and as it was a kit, so maybe I just didn't understand the humor as well as I would now. But I'm not going to go watch them again. No, let me tell you. Even though you were a kid, that show is not funny, and neither were those cartoons. <laughs> but they were cartoons, and so I was like, "Well, I have to watch these cartoons." So wait, a- you're, what you're saying is the Simpsons. On the Simpsons cartoons on Tracy Ullman weren't funny at all. You know that unfunny show, the Tracy Ullman show. Mm-hmm. Those Simpsons cartoons on it weren't very funny. Okay, <laughs> just to just to make sure that because I, I don't know, maybe there was more than just the Simpsons on Tracy Ullman. Uh, there were. There were a lot of, according to um, Troy McClure, they were. <laughs> it was the nation's number one stop for psychiatry sketches. <laughs> yeah, I had the exact same experience. Not the Tracy Ullman shorts, but. I first saw The Simpsons. I was a little kid watching mm. TV, and it was at, it was you know Sunday night or whatever. And I was like, "Oh shit, cartoons!" Like, mm. you know, you didn't know what it was, but you were like, "You're a little kid, and you want to watch cartoons." And it, there it was. You look back at it now, and you realize, "Wow, it's so horribly animated." 
uh, <laughs> compared to the current seasons. But I didn't, I, you know, and we talked about the Cosby show. I, I always thought The Simpsons was on Sunday night. But apparently the Cosby show was on Thursday. So it actually started off on a different night and then went to Thursday nights yes. during no, the Cosby show. Um, I I know that it eventually shifted from Thursdays to Sundays because in the episode where Homer mm-hmm. and Flanders become friends, there's a Chiron at the bottom of the screen. Like, do you remember the, ep- the end of that episode? Lisa, like Homer and Flanders are best friends and Lisa and Bart are like, I'm sure by next week this whole will have resolved itself. And it says, next Thursday night, 8 p.m. <laughs> and then... And Flanders comes by, and Homer goes, "Shut up, Flanders." Aww. that's the thing about uh, that I like about The Simpsons, and 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 Family Guy does it a lot now. It's like they realize this is all going to be different next episode. Yeah, you know, nothing yeah, that we do fresh. this episode has anything to do with the uh, con- continuity of uh, anything. Yeah, this isn't Lost, where you need to know exactly what's gone on the previous, which is episodes. fun because it's a freaking cartoon. Well, it's less disappointing than Lost because at the end. You're like, ah, oh, they were they were in heaven, huh? Man, <laughs> <laughs> they were in heaven, huh? But like with the Simpsons, you know, there's no they weren't in heaven though. That's they weren't in heaven. He I ends know. up in heaven. They were all on the island. They just all eventually died and ended up in the same place. Yeah, they they built that weird second reality with all their psychic energy, exactly, so that they could all meet up one more time when they all died. No, I get it. It's just dumb. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, uh, this is from a guy who also did not like the ending to Battlestar Galactica. All I'm saying is, the nice thing about The Simpsons is, it can't really disappoint you too much. Yeah. Did you, you watch know? Battlestar or Lost, Brad? I, I did watch Battlestar, did not get into Lost. Okay. I, I thought the Lost ending was fine, and I agree with you on Battlestar. So now, getting back to the Wikipedia page of sci-fi television shows. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it's it's a widely felt belief that The Simpsons has deteriorated over the years. But it's my belief that The Simpsons is like pizza. It's yeah. you know when it's bad, it's still good. Yeah, if, it's yeah. Like, if The Simpsons yeah. is on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So since its debut on December seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine, the show has broadcast five hundred and eight episodes, and the twenty third season started airing on September twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. This hasn't been updated in a bit because the 24th season, I guess, starts September 30th, I think, at the end of September. I can't believe that slipped past Wikipedia's crack team of editors. Yeah. I can't believe someone's not on the Simpsons uh, uh, Wikipedia page updating vigorously. I would think they would be there right when the, the 24th season premiered just to be like, it has aired, has begun airing. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. I'm like, oh my god, let's let, let it air so I can change the Wikipedia page. Yeah, someone's <laughs> hovering. Uh, the Simpsons is the longest-running American sitcom, the longest-running American animated program, and in 2009, it surpassed Gunsmoke as the longest-running American primetime scripted television series. The Simpsons movie, a feature-length film, was released in theaters worldwide on July 26th and July 27th, 2007, and grossed over $527 million. I thought the Simpsons movie was awesome. It I was saw cool. it twice. I really, I thought it was like the one of the best episodes of The Simpsons to have come out since like Oakley and Weinstein left. You you would hope that when you're going to make a movie, you know that it's got to be better than a freaking episode. It felt like they did do that. Did you? Did you? Yeah, see it? I did see the movie, and I when I saw the movie, I'd kind of fallen out of watching the TV show, and oh. it really like reconnected me to the series right away like i really enjoyed it yeah even though i had you know lost interest in the tv show 
Yeah, because I think you had meant you had mentioned to me earlier you're really into it like the first eight years. The, fir- the first eight seasons are pure gold, and then it's very slow decline, in my opinion. <laughs> the the majority of the seasons is what you're saying. The, <laughs> suck. Is that I, what you're telling uh, us here on the Simpsons as, podcast? As soon as they bought a racehorse and put a leather jacket on it and gave it a, a rainbow mohawk, I tapped out. So the leather clad horse With is the, your jump the shark moment. That was the jump the shark moment. I believe that was season twelve. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but not positive. Okay, but that's four seasons after uh, you think you uh, start. The, well, oh, you're saying it was a, I'm saying a that slow was like, decline, and then like it was one like to eight's gold. You know, gotcha. nine to eleven is silver, gotcha. and then twelve on is poop. <laughs> I don't know if one to eight are gold though, because seasons one and two, and a lot of the seasons, a lot of the episodes in season three, I don't really like. Oh, really? Season three has my all-time favorite episode, Homer oh. at Bat. Yeah, no. Season three has some of the. I mean, season three also has the that awesome episode uh, with the nuclear power plant plant strike, which I know that like Simpsons fans consider to be the best episode. That is Simpsons. a good one. But like season three's got you know it's it was kind of like figuring it out then I think um, my favorite seasons I think are four and five or five and six. Uh, the um, I forget the name. David Merkin was the showrunner <laughs> at the time. And like I think he is like Merkin. He, yeah, it's it's the worst name you could possibly have. David Pubicwig. <laughs> oh, college. <laughs> um but but I, I I think the the point at the Simpsons I think the point where the Simpsons stopped being interesting for me was like I remember the episode. I remember watching the episode where uh where Homer becomes a boxer. Being like, oh yeah, against Dreadric Tatum. Here, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to interrupt you right there, and then you can continue because it's like uh, you just said when Homer becomes a, and you can literally say any word <laughs> after that. You could say any word you want. When Homer becomes an astronaut, yes, <laughs> but that episode's great. That is good. <laughs> it's the like, boxing one I love too, though. When, when, when Homer becomes, becomes Smithers, Smithers. When Homer becomes John Waters' lover, yeah, you know, that's almost true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can say anything. And it'll probably be true, but I'm sorry. Go on. You were oh, talking no. about Merkins. It, yeah, it's it's just I I remember like um I don't know I just remember watching the episode where Homer becomes a boxer, being like something's wrong here, and then like as episodes kept going, I think a lot of people are like, oh, The Simpsons didn't get worse. You got older. Mm. And I think that's a mm. really sh- that's really shitty logic. It's like no, it's, it's bad. It's not I, yeah, true. I disagree. It's it's here's the thing. Family Guy humor is way more bathroom uh childish uh you know racist, you know, just more childish humor and I I love Family Guy. I mean, I don't know if you guys do, but mm-hmm. uh so I feel and I still love the Simpsons, but I do think the humor hasn't been as good because Homer has literally been everything, <laughs> like we just m- mentioned, which means they've pretty much done everything. Yeah, Simpsons did it. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like yeah. South Park said. Anything that's done, Simpsons has done Simpsons in done. an animated show. And it's hard it, – I mean it's hard to keep that level of humor, and it's not that we've gotten older. It's just that it's been around for 24 freaking years. Yeah, I mean I've gotten older, but like I remember when I was a little kid, Bart was my favorite character. It's, we were the same age pretty much, and like – I started to get older, and I started. You still are. Like Homer became my favorite. Like I, as I got older, I still like. I still started to enjoy the series in a mm. different way. Yeah, I mean that makes. I think because 
it's not that you get older and it ruins it. It's you get older and you understand more of the humor of Homer yeah. than you do of Bart. You start because, to relate to him better. Exactly. Because, yay, we rode skateboards and, and tried to get in trouble in, in, in yeah. elementary school or whatever freaking grade he is still and in. And I did the Bart Man. I bought the yeah. album. Do you know uh, – speaking of – this is going to come up later, but uh, do the Bart Man. Do you know who wrote and produced that? I believe that's – oh. Oh, uh, I believe do the Bart Man. Wasn't it written uh, produced by um, Michael Jackson? Yes, it was. Yeah. Was it really? Michael Jackson was one of the writer and producers of Do the Bart Man. I was going to say Jack White. Yeah. <laughs> Some say it killed him. <laughs> Those people are wrong. <laughs> there was a huge gap between that song and his death. Um. Yeah, that doctor heard do the barman was like, I'm going to give this guy way too many sleeping pills. <laughs> you never know. He's playing the long con. He might have saw that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the long con. Here's what I heard. That, you know, the um, the episode where the guy pretends to be Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson voices that mm-hmm. mentally ill man. Yes. But doesn't sing the songs. Correct. Yeah, so, would, you, would you care to explain? I I don't know why he didn't sing it, but there would uh, it is definitely because I saw it. I whatever the same place you might have it, was it Wikipedia? Simpson, no, I think it was like a Simpsons documentary or something. They actually I talked about it, and yeah, he didn't sing the song. Someone that sounds like him sang. Yeah, the song. that's a Michael Jackson impersonator because his music label wouldn't let him sing. Oh, is that what it was? Oh. Okay. Songs that like you know weren't on that label. So everything about that episode is Michael has Michael Jackson except for. The singing part, you know, which is what you would yeah. expect from that episode. Those record label fat cats ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why everyone should download illegal music. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Just kidding. Don't do that. Just switch to podcasts. They're switch free. Switch to podcasts. They're free. Actually, uh, I would like a dollar. If you're listening to this, please PayPal me a dollar. <laughs> Google a stereo. So I'm the only one on the internet. To slothart at gmail.com. I accept Amazon payments and Google checkout. I also Can accept I- Netflix donations. <laughs> Can you send a Bitcoin to sideshow <laughs> underscore Mel Did you hear about fan? Bitcoin? Do you, know, do you know what Bitcoins are? I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, that that one, uh, one company that hosts Bitcoins got all their Bitcoins stole, stole, stolen uh, by a hacker. Should we uh, explain what Bitcoins are for uh, no, normal people? Nobody cares. I yeah. Go for it. Well, won't there be – there'll be an episode soon which is like, Bart steals some Bitcoins. Bart yeah, steals exactly. Bitcoins. Uh, what, what is a Bitcoin? Brad? Bitcoins are this really weird thing, uh, in my opinion, where it's kind, of a, it's kind of a currency online and you can generate Bitcoins by de- – you know what? I don't even know. <laughs> it's called it's mining a currency. for them. It's an, it's an, it's an online, online currency money. and you yeah. can, it's basically kind of untraceable. You can send people mm-hmm. – you know, someone's address to send them Bitcoins. It's like 5C873943375. Yeah. And then you can just put it in your account. And you're just like, yeah. But yeah, someone stole $250,000 worth of Bitcoins from one company and I think that company now has to go bankrupt Ooh. because it's untraceable. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. They didn't really think that one through. <laughs> uh, new episodes of The Simpsons, Bitcoins. That is the kind of thing that The Simpsons does, which is dumb, which is, it's like, what's happening in the culture right now? Blogs? Uh, Bark is a blog. <laughs> like, uh, what's happening? Twitter? Uh, Lisa becomes popular on Twitter. Like, oh, Marge gets a YouTube channel, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mo likes it. 
they have know. done they have done Homer started like a like a yellow journalism website. He did. He started yeah. a blog as Mr. X. Mr. X. Yeah. That was it. Well, it was like a TMZ type of thing too, wasn't That's it? True. Yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, yeah, Harvey Levin actually saw that episode and started TMZ. That's right. Left I, his, he left his legal career. It's funny because I was talking about that the other day, starting rumors that actually are plausible. And that's, that sounds like one because the one I want to start, and everyone listening to those podcasts should start it, is Banksy first started doing what he did because he saw the original Batman movie with Michael Keaton. And Jack Nicholson went to the museum and started spray painting art um, and creating his own art. And Banksy saw that and felt like this is something I should do. I should do this street art. That sounds plausible. That's totally plausible. That's, I don't know, man. I got a dissent with you two on this one. <laughs> I, okay, fine. Nobody. Look, who wouldn't be inspired by that first Batman movie? I was inspired exactly. to get a hot air balloon, I drop thought, a bunch of money out of it, and poison gas people to death. Yeah, I thought Brad I, would be all over this. To, I, to, to yeah, bring I poured Batman into it. I poured corrosive acid all over my face as a child because of that goddamn movie. It's all, a great film. All I'm saying is Batman did it first, Joker. Yeah. Anyway, The Simpsons. When producer James L. Brooks was working on the television variety show, The Tracy Ullman Show, he decided that he wanted to include small animated sketches before and after the commercial breaks. Having seen one of cartoonist Matt Groening's Life in Hell comic strips, Brooks asked Groening to pitch an idea for a series of animated shorts, which Groening initially intended to present as his Life in Hell series. Groening later realized that animating Life in Hell would require the rescinding of publication rights for his life's work. He therefore chose another approach while waiting in the lobby of Brooks's office for the pitch meeting. Hurriedly, hurried, hurriedly, that's how you say it, guys. Quickly. Hurriedly, formulating his in version. In a flash. <laughs> Can we edit this Wikipedia page? Well, we should do that. Yeah. That's hurriedly. why I place, you know place hurriedly with quickly. <laughs> that's why I print it out because uh, our, one of our very first, the very first guests was like, I'm going to change the page. And like, no, I'm going to print it out because. Uh, All right. Well, I just came up with the genius gimmick. And that is patent fair. pending. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hurriedly formulating his version of a dysfunctional family that became the Simpsons, he named the characters after his own family members, substituting Bart for his own name, adapting an anagram of the word Brat. I, I thought I read this because, like I said, the, the beginning summary usually contains bits. And it's like, oh, that was in the beginning summary. But uh, I didn't know that that's how it started. I mean, I knew about the Tracy Ullman Life in Hell thing. Cause did you guys ever read Life in Hell back in the day? A little bit, uh, yeah. Back when it first, yeah. Came back out when it's, 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 it was pretty funny. I mean, they I, there. I, do they still do the comic strip? I wonder. I think I've he just it. retired it. Oh, okay, because I, I was like, I've seen it recently. Yeah, I know that if uh, if John Kerry, he like he said, if John Kerry's elected, I'll rename the this cartoon to Life Is Swell. Oh, geez, Louise. And then uh, George W. Bush won again. I almost, like, oh, I'm yeah. almost happy now that John Kerry didn't win, so he didn't change the name of Life in Hell. I like that that was the carrot. Like, he was willing to give people. Listen, listen. America, I've got a sweet treat for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to rename my comic strip that 2% of you have heard of. You know this comic strip that you can only pick up in weird free newspapers? (laughs) I'll change the name of it if you vote for the guy I like. Next to Mandy, your escort for the night. You're going to miss this from the penny saver. (laughs) (laughs) The Simpson family. First appeared as shorts in the Tracy Allman show on April 19, 1987. Graining submitted only basic sketches to the animators and assumed that the figures would be cleaned up in production. However, the animators merely retraced his drawings, <laughs> which led to the crude appearance of the characters in the initial shorts. That's pretty funny. That's awesome. It's like, what? You didn't tell us. Yeah. It's what like- are we supposed- how are we supposed to know? You gave us this. 
But that's Klasky Supo, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Like, I think they and, did the first ones. like, all of their animation looks like garbage. Hey, look, that's, <laughs> that's why you watch their cartoons. It's like, this Tommy Pickles looks weird. It's like he's leaking every. He looks like a baby melted, and I like it. It's funny because the next line is the animation was produced domestically at Klasky Supo with Wes Archer, David Silverman, and Bill Cop being animators for the first season. Bill Cott? Cop. There you go. Yeah, I said cop. Who's Bill Cott? Bill Cott is uh he's a famous comedian. He's most well known for as being the voice of the ambiguously gay duo. Oh, okay. He's the guy that's like the ambiguously gay duo. Tonight's episode Penis Fight. <laughs> well, unfortunately he was not one of the first animators. It's Bill Cop. It says your colorist Giorgi Peluche. No idea if that's how you pronounce the name. Uh was a person who decided to make the characters yellow. Mm. Supposedly. Mm. Uh, Way to go, Jaji. I yeah. wonder how his ethnic background played uh, into this. Yeah. I bet Georgie Pellucci actually updated this and put that as like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm 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 gonna say I made him yellow. I didn't even work on the show. Hey, that was my idea. What's yeah. going on here? Hey, she'll like Pellucci now when she <laughs> sees the Wikipedia page for the Simpsons. <laughs> He's probably Whoa. a very nice man. Why you no use your accent no more? <laughs> <laughs> Mama Mia. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, in 1989, a team of production companies adapted The Simpsons to a half-hour series for the Fox Broadcasting Company. The team included the Klasky Supo Animation House. Brooks negotiated a provision in the contract with the Fox Network that prevented Fox from interfering with the show's content. Hmm, that's pretty rare then. Is well, yeah. it's but it's James L. Brooks. It's uh, that's the guy that made broadcast news. Yeah, that's you true. know he th- that guy's a superstar. Yeah. Spanglish. And Sp- let's not forget Spanglish, the mega hits. Is there a scene where he's like... Can we speak about Spanglish some Let's more? talk about Spanglish. Right, let's talk about it. Is there a scene where what? I was, is there a scene where he's like, Aspico, uh, no scudo. Like, is there a scene where he does, where he speaks in Spanglish? No, he doesn't. He does not do that. And I'm not oh, seeing that movie. Gosh. Yeah. Because that's all I want to see. I only watch true stories. <laughs> You mean that the Talking Heads movie, True Stories, that's the only movie you watch? No, Is that an extra movie called that? Yeah. It's the it. movie that has the record for casting the most number of twins in it ever. True Weird. Stories? True Stories. And that's a true story. All it, David Byrne wrote and directed a movie. Huh. Check it out. Wait, David like Byrne really from The Talking, Talking Heads? Heads. I, I went to NYU for a semester back oh. many, many years ago and uh, for photography. And he uh, actually... Was a photo- is a photographer, I guess, and did a seminar that I went to, That's and that cool. is my only knowledge of Dave. Burke. Was he in a giant suit with like a t- with there a tiny re- head sticking out of a giant suit? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But let's change my memory so that there is. Yes, there was. That's, That's great. Exactly I'm glad happened. he did that funny thing. <laughs> in New York, David Byrne turned a building into a musical instrument. Speaking of musical instruments, Lisa plays the saxophone in the show called The Simpsons. Uh, Speaking of The Simpsons, (laughs) Groening said his goal in creating the show was to offer the audience an alternative to what he called the mainstream trash that they were watching. Like The Cosby Show. Exactly. (laughs) That piece of filth. Those assholes. How dare those types be on television? Oh, God. Those actor types that's right i'm gonna animate it so they don't have actor types mm-hmm. on tv the half hour series premiered on december 17th 1989 with simpsons roasting on an open fire a christmas special uh, some enchanted evening was the first full episode produced but it did not broadcast until may 1990 as the last episode of the first season because of animation problems 
1992, Tracy Ullman filed a lawsuit against Fox, claiming that her show was a source of the series' success. The suit said she would receive a share of the profits of The Simpsons, a claim rejected by the courts. Oh. Yeah. And she was never heard from again. She was the success of The Simpsons. You can't, you can't, you can't break off a little piece for Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman, she could have spent that time with those, that, those weird animated shorts for her doing some sort of weird song where she sang about America or some bullshit no one wanted to see. She could have put on a silver wig and played an old lady and backed it up in a deli. Yeah, exactly. Or put a pacifier in her mouth and played a little baby. (laughs) Or an Italian guy with a little pencil mustache. Hey! But she donated that 10 seconds so that Homer could warn Lisa about bed bugs. Exactly. Or ask people if they wanted to see get frosty chocolate milkshakes. One thing I didn't realize, and it just says here, season one and two was the, were the only seasons that Matt Groening um, was a showrunner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, he's an executive producer for the whole freaking uh, shebang. And uh, creative consultant. And creative consultant. But only one and two, uh, Matt Groening, James L. Brooks, and Sam Simon were the, uh, were the showrunners. Yeah, then, see those yeah. those seasons aren't that. Good. Those seasons are not as good as the the like, like the six following yeah. seasons. Yeah, eventually well, they got the guys from Alf. They got to, Al Jean and Mike Rice, right? The AKA the guys from Alf <laughs> to take over, and it's like, oh, you mean yeah? You mean we shouldn't have put a television show? We shouldn't have put a guy that makes a cartoon in a newspaper in charge of a television show? She got these guys. Well, that that's know what why TV they had is? three of them. From the first Tuesday, the oh, three showrunners, and it still wasn't that great. Uh, and then David Pubic Wig was season five and six. <laughs> yep. uh, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, Mike Scully, and then season thirteen until now, it's been Al Jean. Ooh, that's, that's right, Al Jean. Yep. Bringing up my f- least favorite years of the series. Yeah, or Al Jean. I'm gonna write know. that guy an angry letter. We can make him fancy, Al Jean. I bet he was the horse with the leather jacket guy. <laughs> that's probably his idea. Wait, I thought you said that was twelve. Oh, Shit. if it was twelve, then it was Mike Scully. Who rebooted The Office? Mike Scully's the guy that. Like, oh, really? Mike Scully's the guy that brought us The American Office, and um, you know. Oh, so he's he, pretty good. That's yeah. a good program. And Mike Scully wrote one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons, which is the one where Lisa and Bart play hockey against each other. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. It's funny because earlier you guys were mentioning some some show titles, and I'm like, I don't remember. Any show title because you mentioned uh, I mentioned Homer at Bat. Homer that's at Bat. My, that's like my number but one. The favorite funny episode. thing is that that's actually in here because Homer at Bat was the first episode, and I'll probably get into it in a little bit. Uh, that beat the Cosby Show. I yeah. did hear about that. Yeah, it was the first one, so it's probably a good episode. It's great. It's my favorite. I've seen every single episode of The Simpsons, by the way, every single episode. So, but I don't remember probably most of them. Uh, see, I just, see, I just rewatched one through eight. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the later seasons, but I do know the. You don't. Seasons. You don't acknowledge nine through twenty-four. I really like. I've stayed away from them. They're like, the bastard them child. Okay, so I, I'm I'm skipping around as normal, and I want to get into some of these writing because there's someone you you guys mentioned earlier uh, credited with sixty episodes. John Schwartzwelder is the most prolific writer on The Simpsons. One of the best known former writers is anybody Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien who contributed to several episodes in the early 90s before replacing David Letterman as host of the talk show Late Night. English comedian Ricky Gervais wrote the episode Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife, becoming the first celebrity to both write and guest star in an episode. That's true. Yep. And uh, it's true because it's in Wikipedia. That's true. Seth Rogen. And if you Evan- go to the Wikipedia, if you go to the Wikipedia page for Wikipedia, it says everything in here is true, <laughs> and it's right. I wonder if there's a Wikipedia page for Wikipedia. Let's it's go there just, now. It's probably just the about section. Next episode. Yeah. 
Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, writers of the film Superbad, wrote the episode Homer the Whopper with Rogen voicing a character in it. That's that was true. the episode where Homer became a Whopper. <laughs> you know those delicious malted milk balls you get at movie balls. theaters? Uh, at the end of 2007, the writers of The Simpsons went on strike together with the rest of the Writers Guild of America East. The show's writers had joined the guild in 98. Writers, wait, Writers Guild East? That's wrong. They That's went on strike with the Writers Guild West. Wait, is Simpsons based out of New York? It says no, 2007. my mind. It, That's what it says here. Hmm. Well, it's wrong. Let's fix it. Well, unless they started the strike and it's just saying that everyone joined the East strike. Who knows? Yeah, but um, aside from the strike, there was you know that whole hullabaloo where all the voice actors wanted way more money too. Uh, and they've probably gone on – they've probably striked like twice just for themselves. Or not striked, but – yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could call it straight. Well, no, it's not. I mean, it's not. They they just refuse to sign the new contracts. Like, um, yeah, that's real bullshit that they won't pay those guys the money they want. Yeah, um, I mean, it's I mean, been around so long. Yeah, yeah it's just, not. There's no. It's not like there's any lack of money here. Simpsons merchandise. Yeah, is like the biggest thing in the world. You know, and The Simpsons is popular in every single fucking country. It's like you can't you can't break off. A tiny percentage of your giant profits. I'm going to be honest here, though, and say that it's not as popular in every single country because Iran has actually banned Simpsons toys. But continue. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Iran has banned Simpsons From toys. From that episode, yeah. Homer the Mullah. <laughs> Don't you remember? Even though Homer only drinks fruit juice and Egyptian beef sausages when he's broadcast in Muslim countries. That's true. Someone yes. has done their research. I remember hearing the original story when it came out. Okay. They turn that pig... That that they actually launch into a hole in the dam into a cow. <laughs> Did they Bro, really? No, they don't. Oh, God. No, I, you just blew my mind. And I was quickly you're gonna get it. you're gonna get people against us, and they're gonna start bombing. And uh, hey, uh, would you like to see this picture of Muhammad I drew? Oh, oh God, <laughs> look at it. He's very classy. Oh my lord, what what? Where's Coconut? What, what kind of name is Greek. that? Greek. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and what kind of name is Cordero? Cordero. Why do you got to say it like that? It's Portuguese. Okay. I'm, it's very. It's Cordero. It's very generic. I believe it's Portuguese for it's lamb. A, it's nothing like coconuts and. And chicken. lamb is what Greeks love to eat. Mm. So get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! And Asteros has uh, decided to uh, reflect upon his sexuality. I've reflected upon it, and I've decided <laughs> that he, he <laughs> after wants, much reflection that he wants to eat bread. That I want to eat Drew. Um. Drew? Oh, sorry. Drew Cordero is the name of a comedian. Brian. Oh, shit. Yeah, is there really true. a Drew Cordero? I yeah, he's a really funny comedian in Los Angeles. And there's also Eugene Cordero. Yeah. Eugene Cordero from, is really funny, uh, too. UCB. He's you a UCB guy. can ride their coattails. Yeah. Did you right? go through UCB, too? A little bit. Yeah. I, did, I, I, did most I think of the I did levels one through four. I mostly do, I almost yeah. do stand-up now exclusively. I did levels one through four of the improv program and decided I hate improv. I did levels one through four of Marina High School. And that was the end of my education. Did, did they move you on to like the main company at that high school? <laughs> yeah, which doing... which is called the guidance counseling team. <laughs> it was a uh, Golden West Community College um, where I thrived. Golden West Community College. That sounds like the, a great name for a cereal. Do you remember that Simpsons episode where Homer went back to college? Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, episode. it's a great yeah, episode. Written by Conan O'Brien. I, I I believe that. Remember that episode where Marge wanted to go back to work? Didn't she be when she became a cop? Yeah. Uh, she, or when she I worked at the she, nuclear power plant. I think she tried to go back to work many times. Yeah, she does that. Um, and then at the end of the episode, she realizes, you know what? This is not something a woman should do. Well, that's not how the episode well, yeah. where she became it's, a cop ended. <laughs> it turned out that the cops were way too corrupt. Aww. Yeah, there was a there was a blue jean smuggling ring being operated right out of Homer's garage. Nah, <laughs> sorry, Mars. There's no evidence. All the cops are wearing counterfeit jeans. <laughs> 
you do such a good uh Wh- 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 <laughs> that, that sounds like the penguin from the original Batman series. <laughs> Speaking of voices, yes. The Simpsons has six main cast members. Dan Castaneda. Castaneda. Why don't you <laughs> Why don't you spend 10 minutes and figure out how to pronounce these people's names? Honestly, I think it's more fun this way. Yeah, look, I can't argue with that. It's more fun this way. I like looking like an idiot. I, I enjoy mean, it because people because I am an idiot. That makes one of us. Yeah, I don't think Dan Castaneda is Spanish. I think he is Dan Castellaneta. Dan yep, Castellaneta. Dan Castellan. Dan Castanutella. <laughs> Dan Castellaneta. The most delicious. Julie. <laughs> voice actor on The Simpsons. Julie Kavner. Nancy Cartwright. Yardley Smith. Yardley Hank- Smith. <laughs> Do your homework. I'm just doing things now to annoy you. Okay. Hank Asara. That's Hank Azaria. Fun. He's like a movie star. I can't argue with that. He was that. in Godzilla. Hank Azaria. And that Harry- guy was in the birdcage. <laughs> A.K.A. Lockhawks All Follies. <laughs> and Harry Shearer. He's actually Hank Azaria. Uh, he just did that show that failed. Ooh. Yes. Um, it's called like Biff or something. No, it was. Uh, I think it's called Bort. No, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was like he was an agent or something. I don't know. It failed. Dirty, sexy money. Castellaneta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Was was he the star of Emily's Reese's Why Not? Didn't he play Emily? God, <laughs> he's an amazing actor. If he did, Castellaneta. You happy, guys? You happy? This performs Homer Simpson, Grandpa Simpson, Krusty the Clown, Barney Gumble, and other adult male characters. <laughs> Julie Kavner speaks the voices of Marge Simpson, Patty, and Selma, as well as several minor characters. Castellaneta and Kavner had been a part of the Tracy Ullman show cast and were given the parts so that new actors would not be needed. Wait, this is just further evidence. for. Does Tracy Ullman know about this? <laughs> Did she bring this up in court? Cartwright performs the voices of Bart Simpson, Nelson Muntz, Ralph Wiggum, and other children. Smith, the voice of Lisa Simpson, is the only cast member who regularly voices only one character. Yardley, by the way, is who I'm talking about. Uh, although she occasionally plays other episodic, episodic characters, the producers decided to hold casting for the roles of Bart and Lisa. Smith had initially been asked to audition for the role of Bart, but casting director Benita Pietila, I don't know, if to, uh, believed her voice was too high, so she was given the role of Lisa instead. Cartwright was originally brought in to voice Lisa, but upon arriving at the audition, she found that Lisa was simply described as the middle child, and at the time did not have much personality. Cartwright became more interested in the role of Bart, who is described as devious, underachieving, school-hating, irreverent, and clever. Grenning let her try out for the part instead, and upon hearing her read, gave her the job on the spot. Simpsons is in season 24. So weird because they're airing Survivor season 25 right now. How is that happening though? Like what do they do to a, to a freaking two We do two a year. Yeah, so it's only been – it's been like 12 years. And people still watch it, right? Yeah. It like, still gets ratings. I believe eight to nine million people a week. Look, watching That's a not guy... great though. That's not what it used to get. Shut up, Alan. No, but I'm just saying. I mean like any other show that's been around for 25 seasons. Yeah. Uh, I mean really, really only 12, but – yeah, it's it's successful enough. Yeah, obviously they're still making them. I'm sorry, interrupt. Yeah, because well, you don't need to pay those. You don't need to pay your talent anything except for uh, Jeff Probst. No, nah, they get paid pretty good. Those guys that go eat bugs. Yeah, yeah. What do they con- get? A, contestants they, usually get paid. They what get do paid. those contestants get paid? Five hundred a week? I don't, I don't know. know. It's more. It's like thousands a week. I don't know what yeah. it is. But Brad has really? signed the confidentiality form. He can't talk about. I don't it. even know. But you haven't. 
I've heard no, they I've, make, I've never worked on a, on like a Survivor or something like that. I've heard they make a lot. I don't know what it is, but I heard it's worthwhile. Really? I mean, okay. people leave their jobs for five or six weeks, so it's got to be worth it. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's also on Survivor, and you can win a million dollars. So people. Oh, do you that. can. <laughs> Hold on. That was bragging rights. I ate the most bugs. <laughs> they catch fish and shit. Yeah, if they win those contests that give them the fishing poles. Yeah. Check one, two, check, check, mic, No, check. I was going to say, try to, you got to talk into the microphone to be heard. Oh, thank you. Sorry. I'll, pit, I'll, I'll pan. I'll pan around. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? You don't even have to look at Brad. I feel bad. You don't need to look at him. He's, he, you know. But I there. want to. I'm not um, to look at. He's got great hair. And <laughs> for cool the ladies tattoos. at home, I'm an Adonis. <laughs> he's got, it's, he's got great hair and cool tattoos. Everybody watch the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Hollywood thinking. Turn your turn the volume up on your iPods to hear his great tattoos. <laughs> oh. Cartwright is the only one of the six main Simpson characters who had been professionally trained in voice acting prior to working on the show. Azaria and Shira do not voice members of the title family, uh, but play a majority of the male townspeople. Azaria, who's been part of the Simpsons regular voice cast since the second season, voices recurring characters such as Moe, Chief Chief Wiggum, Apu, and Professor Frank. Shira provides voices for Mr. Burns, Waylon Smithers, Principal Skinner, Ned Flanders, Reverend Lovejoy, and Dr. Hibbert. With the exception of Shira, every main cast member has won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outset. Oh, God. I don't know. That's funny. For Outstanding Voiceover Performance. However, Shira was nominated for the award in 2009. That must suck. That's got to suck. Everybody wins but you. Everybody gets a car. Everybody. Uh, uh, sorry. We don't, have, we don't have one for you. <laughs> Hey, Sorry about that. Everyone is one of voice Emmy party at my house. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> You're not invited. Oh. Well, it sucks because it's like that's the guy that does the voice for Mr. Burns and Smithers. He talks to himself and yeah. nails it. Principal exactly. Skinner, Ned Flanders. I mean, these are all main characters, even though they're not part of the Simpsons family. Yeah. You would think that. Yeah. Poor Harry. I feel bad for the guy. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write him a nice fan letter. Maybe it'll make him feel better. Maybe I've... he can cry at his millions of dollars <laughs> that he gets for going to work to for two that. hours a week. Well, he does a, f- a couple funny voices that he did in, in high school, and he makes bazillions of dollars. Yeah, according to the Wikipedia article, he makes 400,000 British pounds sterling <laughs> per episode. I saw that, too, that they put British pounds, but I think it's actually American. Uh, speaking of which, that's actually what we're getting into, because uh, it's about them, how much they eventually got paid and how much they used to get paid. And until 1998, the six main actors were paid $30,000 an episode. And you know what? To me, 1998, still to get $30,000 for doing some voices, that's not bad. No. Yeah, but you're not paying for the time they're spending doing the voices. You're paying for all the time it took them to get there. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, you're paying for everything it took to get those guys to be as good as where they are. To make the best voices in television history. And so it's like, that should be a little more than 30 grand. For sure. Yeah, especially if you're making, like, billions of dollars on this franchise. Yes, but all I'm saying is, you know, in the early 90s, when they were doing the show, making $30,000 when it wasn't the huge, you know... It was huge in 98. I'm saying before that. I'm saying 30,000. Yes, they should have gotten a raise before 98. I'm saying getting that, you know, at the beginning is pretty good. Yeah, well, look, I'm but not then saying... you would think, just like any other show, yes, every year it does better and better. Then every year you get a little more, a little more once you're in the co- contract. 
yeah. goes up. Yeah. It's just a, I just think that there's this weird bias against like voice actors where it's like, oh, you just get in a booth and you, you go glob, glob, gloob. And we pay, we <laughs> cut you a check. Well, as an entertainer, Asterios, you uh, would feel that way. But as us. Please put entertainer in quotes, as, by the way. In uh, real big quotes. As normal human beings, Brad and I realize that they're probably only going in a booth going gloop, gloop. And they're getting yeah. paid for it. Gloop, gloop. Yeah, they, they loop even, the glop part. They can show up they to work in that. They can show up to work in pajama pants, and no one knows, and no, no one's going to say anything. It's true. I mean, you get any other voice actor to take over for one of them, they're probably not going to do as good a job, and it'll probably suck. Yeah. So yeah. yes, I, I completely understand where we're coming. In fairness to the voice actors, I think along with the writers, they are a huge part of the Simpsons' success, though, because you hear those voices and sort of they feel fleshed out. Uh, yeah, as characters. Yeah, and what 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 cartoons? There's always been cartoons where like some, oh, for instance, the Muppets, or, or someone when someone dies and then someone else voices. It's like it's never the same. Yeah, it's never the same. Yeah, it's like get out of here, Brad Henson. We like your dad better. <laughs> like go make Farscape. <laughs> Why couldn't you be the one that died? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What oh, would we do God. without Mor- Moya and Dargo and the Farscape crew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'd go on doing everything we were doing originally. Oh. Brian Henson, sorry. Brian Henson's the guy who I, I'm dragging through the mud. We Brian see. Henson. <laughs> Brian Henson. What'd you call him? Oh, Brad Henson. I called him Brad. You were thinking Henson. of Brad Bird. Yeah. Who was <laughs> an animator on The Simpsons? There you go. And it all comes back. Yeah. It comes, in 1998, they were involved in a pay dispute with Fox, which you would have been part of that dispute, Asterios, because if I you were a voice actor, because. I suppose. I'd also like to point out, though. I will tell you guys, I ate at Moe's a couple of times because I worked on the Fox lot for oh. a while. Oh. And they have a little diner called Moe's. Mm. And, uh, and you go in there and the food is incredibly inexpensive and it's absolutely delicious. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't yeah. know that. I'm jealous. Yeah. 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 I awesome. uh, frequented the Quickie Mart a couple yeah. of times when 7-Eleven oh, yeah. was the Quickie Mart. Yeah. And I bought some um, uh, Buzz Cola. Yeah, you're talking about when the movie came out. Yeah, and that's the end of my story. Uh, all right. You don't have to explain it then. <laughs> great story. Uh, yeah, when the movie came out, 7-Eleven put all their stores as Quickie Marts, which is, which is great. It's yeah. just fun. And they made, all smart. The, they made all the tellers Indian guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was such a big hit that they just kept them. Yeah. <laughs> just kept them. Uh, they removed the Simpsons stuff but kept everything else. I, those sprinklicious donuts are still there. Yeah, they do actually have those. They just call them like sprinkletastic donuts <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, though at the Simpsons uh, little kiosk by the Simpsons right at Universal Studios, they sell huge, real pink, you know, uh, uh, icing sprinkled donuts. Like a wagon wheel donut? Yeah, I'll never spend 20 bucks on one, but I'm sure they're not that much. But Let's go there now. I was going to say. Uh, so in 1998, they were involved in a pay dispute with Fox, and the company threatened to replace them with new actors, even going as far as preparing for casting of new voices. But series creator Graining supported the actors in their action. The issue was soon resolved, and from 1998 to 2004, they were paid $125,000 per episode. The show's revenue continued to rise through syndication and DVD sales. And in April 2004, the main cast stopped appearing for script readings, demanding they be paid $360,000 per episode. 
The strike was resolved a month later, and their salaries were increased to something between $250,000 and $360,000 per episode. And in 2008, production for the 20th season was put on hold due to new contract negotiations with the voice actors who wanted a healthy bump in salary to an amount close to half a million per episode. And the negotiations were soon completed, and the actor's salary was raised to $400,000 per episode. So they've, been, they've, they've stopped work three times. And they've in they've won every time years. in twenty twenty four years twenty four years yeah it worked, it worked the first time yeah why not yeah but but I mean in retrospect okay twenty four years you go from three thirty thousand to like four hundred thousand dollars that's actually I mean four hundred thousand dollars an episode a hell of a lot but that actually isn't that big a raise after twenty four years yeah when you consider, and when you consider yeah yeah when you consider syndication yeah which oh, is gigantic and I was gonna say inflation. Inflation yeah. uh, and all that stuff. Worldwide like, DVD sales. Yeah. The mer- I mean, the thing about The Simpsons is the merchandising. Like, you can put all the rest of this out the window for like forever. You could like you know Bart Simpson dolls, Homer drinking a beer. Like anytime you, every single dorm room in America owes its decor to The Simpsons. You know, <laughs> and the voice actors don't get any of that. The reason you like Homer Simpson is because he sounds funny. You know, totally. Like yeah. that's that's why you're into that guy. The Simpsons voice actors, you got to think like a lot of those scripts probably. It's a lot easier for a voice actor to save a bad joke than mm-hmm. it is for like, like uh, you know, to write a good one. You know what I mean? Like to write a good one for a bad actor. Ex- yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you know, a good written like. A good joke for a bad actor will die. A bad joke for a good actor will crush. Yeah. So you really owe those guys a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's like they're not just voice actors. I mean, they're all actual, you know, performing actors as well. That yeah. are Second, hilarious all, a lot of them are Second City guys. Yeah. And then uh, what is it? It's Harry, is it Harry Shearer? And I don't know who else in uh, who always does the uh, Christopher Guest movies. Yeah, Sarah Shearer. Does yeah, and, and he's hilarious. They're all really funny. Yeah, Dan Castaneda was on uh, Arrested Development as a doctor. Oh yeah, and uh, and I can't wait for the Netflix yeah. season to start. Yeah, dudes. Yeah, and then Hank Azaria obviously is just all over the place. Yeah, Godzilla, one yeah. of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, as the guy who goes to Minsk in Friends, that was once dating Phoebe. That's right. Yeah, anyway. and also let's not forget Gargamel in the Spurs movie. <laughs> And the I Smurfs too. Still I, Smurf in it. I have <laughs> not seen a Smurfs movie yet. You got to see it. Really? It's great. Is it as good as uh, Garfield: A Tale of Two Kitties? No, but nothing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so when it comes to money, I mean, The Simpsons is basically the uh, I, I have here the most successful spinoff of all time. That's true. Because that's what it is. Yeah. And Fox, I think. I think when The Simpsons came on, Fox was a kind of a new network and was definitely in last place compared to everyone else. And then The Simpsons came on and they started crushing it. Yeah, they actually started getting people watching there. Yeah, they actually had programs stuff. besides like World's Most Deadliest Police Crashes and stuff like that. Well, they did have. I don't know what years it was. Married with Children, because that was a pretty big thing for them too. Married with Children and The Simpsons ran at the same time. Did it because of that hilarious Simpsons character assassination where where Peg goes, Al. Let's have sex. Uh, and then, no Peg. <laughs> no Peg. And the audience track. applauds. And then he flushes a toilet, and then the audience gives a standing ovation. That's funny. And then, and then uh, Peg went on to do Futurama. That's right. Yeah, another Matt Groening joint. Matt Groening joint. And then uh, Matt Groening's other comedy, Sons of Anarchy. Yep. No. <laughs> that hilarious. <laughs> that hilarious romp comedy. where uh, where uh, where Peg gets raped, Sons gang raped. 
by spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Is that first season, second season? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then also because you were talking about merchandising and how that's it. Homer is the most downloaded GPS voice in the world. There you go. And so that's that's what's his face, Dan Castellaneta. Cast- Cast- Dan Yeah. Then Castellaneta. Who would want Homer giving them directions? Um, Tom Tom. It just sounds like pure anxiety. Marvin. Well, yeah, it's funny. It does sound it's, it's smart, though. You know, it was Tom Tom. They hired him in 2000, uh, or hired Castellaneta in 2009 to do the voice. And then they also did voices like SpongeBob SquarePants, Bert and Ernie, uh, Kit from Knight Rider. You could download all these the voices. Kit from Knight Rider one sounds pretty That would have been funny. Uh, and then Homer became the most downloaded satnav voice in the world, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Oof. It's been downloaded on Tom, Tom, Tom Tom's over, you know, 100,000 times. And in the U.S. alone, which accounts for more than 40% of GPS devices in the world, apparently. The sales were so successful that Tom Tom recently hired Julie Kavner to do Marge um, and Harry Shearer to do Mr. Burns. Those would, will never get old if you put those on your Tom Tom. It's hilarious. Mr. Burns would be great. You turn the right way, he goes, excellent. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. It's got to be. I'd if want, they didn't do that, that's a huge missed opportunity. I'd, yeah. I'd want Dr. Nick. I don't think they would make one just for me. Did he fun. die in the series? Uh, he's died. Didn't... He's died. He died in the movie, but he's still in the show. No, I, I, I thought that once he died in the movie, that was it. I know I they said that. killed him off because it killed off Ned's wife too. So, and she never came back. Well, they said that about Doctor Nick, but that was just like a joke. Like Doctor Nick's in the show, though, because his, his death in the movie is hilarious. Where he goes, "Bye bye, everybody." I could have swore. I, I, I mean, you could be right, and this is something that. We could research one day. Um, and do, do you guys remember that uh, they gave away a real life Simpson house? Yeah, oh, yeah it was like in Nevada. Or yeah, something. It, was, it was Pepsi and Fox or something. Yeah. Uh, and and the funny thing is, the winner though opted to take the cash prize because who wants to live there in Henderson, Nevada? Yeah, I'm not doing it. I mean, no. you, you're a young. No. Girl, you want to invite a girl over to I'm your house? Alienating all five of my Henderson, Nevada listeners right now. But you know what, guys, move. Don't listen to my podcast if you live in Henderson. Seriously. No. We don't want you. That's we mean. don't want you here unless you live in the Simpsons house. I in if L.A., we have more than one jack-in-the-box. Did you know that? Can you dream of that, Henderson? <laughs> well, what Henderson has that we hardly have is Sonics. I don't know if true. that's true. We do have all their commercials, though. Yeah, we have a lot of their commercials. We don't Henry, have a lot of There's one in like a little resort town. I'm pretty sure they have, like, it, they probably they have, have a like lot of stuff. Well, it's right courses. outside of Vegas, so I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure people are fine there. Vegas is where Homer got married for a second time. It's where Ned Flanders got drunk on white wine spritzers. <laughs> I, I wonder why they chose Henderson for the house. Maybe it was just cheap. But uh, that brings us to the setting of The Simpsons. Hmm. Yeah, why didn't they put that house in one of the hundreds of Springfield? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that have made sense? I'm sure there's a reason, but still, that seems like it would have made more sense. But The Simpsons takes place in the fictional American town of Springfield in an unknown and impossible-to-determine U.S. state. The show is intentionally evasive in regards to Springfield's location. Springfield's geography and that of its surroundings contain coastlines, deserts, farmland, mountains, or whatever the story or joke requires. Grading has said that Springfield has much in common with Portland, Oregon, the city where he grew up. And the name Springfield is a, is a common one in America and appears in 22 states. Grading has said that he named it after Springfield, Oregon, and the fictitious Springfield, which was the setting of the series Father Knows Best. He figured out that Springfield was one of the most common names for a city in the U.S. In anticipation of the success of the show, I thought, this will be cool. Everyone will think it's their Springfield. And they do. But I remember him going on some talk show. And again, 
you know, I don't research. He went on some talk show recently, and there was a big hullabaloo because he actually said, oh, it's Springfield, Oregon, Oregon yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then, he's, and then he, he went back and said, oh, well, yeah. But uh, who cares what Springfield is, really, after 24 years? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, it's like, oh, I named it Springfield. More people are going to watch. No. There's nothing to do with it. I mean, the it's people fun. from Springfield, Massachusetts, yeah. are no longer watching The Simpsons. They really beef me? with the people from Springfield, Missouri. I wonder if that happened though. Like there was a riot in in one of the other Springfield. Springfield, Kentucky, has been burned to the ground. <laughs> they rounded up a posse and went beating up other Springfields. <laughs> oh, posses! I wish they still had those. One of the mainstays and one of the things people, you know, I enjoy about The Simpsons is like the opening. You know, it's, sure. uh, you know, when it comes to uh, what the board is going to say in the chalkboard, what he's going to write. and The couch gag. Couch gag, obviously. Um, and the Simpsons opening sequence is one of the show's most memorable hallmarks. Most episodes open with the camera zooming through the show's title towards the town of Springfield. The camera then follows the members of the family on their way home. Upon entering the house, the Simpsons settle down on their couch to watch television. And the opening was created by David Silverman, the first task he did when production began on the show. The series' distinctive theme song was composed by musician Danny Elfman, who I love, by the way. Yeah. In 1989. And after Graining approached him requesting a retro-style piece, and the piece has been noted by Elfman as the most popular of his career, which totally makes sense. (laughs) I mean, everybody pretty much knows it, even if you don't watch The Simpsons. Yeah. You just know it. And he's Um, got a lot of big songs, too. I mean, Batman movies and... Yeah, he does. Does he do all Tim Burton stuff? Tim Burton stuff, yeah. Yeah. And I, I love Danny Elfman. He's great. And another thing that I always wondered about when it came to the opening sequence was when uh, they scan Maggie yeah. on the at the grocery cart, and you're always, I'm always like, "What? Wait, what's the price on that? What's the price on that?" I believe the price is NRA forever. One <laughs> of Mac Reading's many hidden right wing messages in the show. Common misconception that was in the Simpsons, um, the re- like one of the recap uh, shows. Oh, that was the fake one. That was yeah, the fake a fake one. Fa- yeah. it, oh, in the I Simpsons remember. 134th episode, spectacular. When, when I was a little kid, I recorded Simpsons on VHS so I could rewatch and rewatch it. And I like went frame by frame and like did a little tiny like with the knob trying to get it so that mm. I could get to the right freeze frame to see it, and it was just a big blur. Yeah, oh. I know. But there's actually something to it. Uh, and first of all, that episode was great. When yeah. They were, like doing the, oh, yeah. like the Simpsons history hosted behind, by behind Tor- the Simpsons. Hosted by Tori McClure. That was awesome. So when it first started, actually Maggie – or I read somewhere that it rings up to $847.63 because in 1989, that was the estimated price for raising a baby for one month. Wow. That's, mm. what, it, that's what it said to be. And then uh, once the 20th season of the show kicked off in 2009, they swapped out the price of her to uh, – it's like four hundred eighty six dollars or something like that, but they changed it before that as well. So I'm not sure why it's four hundred eighty six dollars. Just babies became cheaper. No, but it, it, I think they changed to like two hundred thirty four, and then they doubled it. So maybe it was actual like the price of groceries or something. But anyway, the first price was eight hundred blah 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 because that's how you know if you wanted to raise your baby, it is going to cost your brother around eight hundred forty six dollars in nineteen eighty nine. In the new opening, they also changed the race of the bad boy to African American. Did they? I haven't yeah. noticed that. Yeah. That's like their weird nod to diversity. I always thought that was weird. Yeah, they, the bag boy's black. Come on. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, the guy that works in the supermarket is black. Someone did, had to make that decision. Yeah, I, I haven't even... I'm going to have to definitely notice that I didn't when it see starts. That, but that is weird. That's, yeah. that's funny. I mean, because right now, I guess when it comes to diversity, we have Carl. Yeah. Yep. Um, Voiced by a white guy. Apu. Yep. Voiced by a white guy. Dr. Yeah. Hibbert. Uh, Dr. Guy. Hibbert. Yeah, his, his voice. Basically Bill Cosby. I wonder if that's why he did that. 
because they're like, hey, we have a black doctor too. Watch our, <laughs> yeah. watch our show instead, guys. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, hey. <laughs> well, I'm by col- this I'm time colorist. tomorrow, you'll watch barely show. be able to breathe. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, Michael- Smithers Smithers used to be black in like the first in the first season. He was a little darker, wasn't he? He was. He, he was a black dude. Mm-hmm. Bumblebee Man is of ethnic descent. Yeah. Yeah. He's- uh, speaking of which, I think Bumblebee's man real name his real name's like Pedro or something. Pedro. Yeah. And then comic book guy's real name's like Jeff Albertson. It's true. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one last thing to mention, uh I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but uh there's one opening sequence. That was Claymation. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Gumby one. Yeah. yeah. And then Homer goes and sits on the couch. I have that you have on the, my mantle. You, you really have do the, have the Clay oh Homer sitting Lord. on your mantle right now. Yeah. I actually, uh, there was an auction, a Hollywood auction. I, I buy most of my stuff through this one company because they sell a whole lot of cool stuff. So I got my Lost Pillars. Um, I bought some Lost Boy vampire feet from the movie. Uh, I think I mentioned that in the Zombies uh, podcast. But uh, they were selling some, uh, a couple of, I think, Matt Groening things. But the only thing you can actually really sell, aside from cells, uh, was the claymation stuff. And so the only thing that they were selling was it was the Homer claymation where he sits on the couch. And I have it in a little box and the top of it's signed by Matt Groening. What's creepy is the Homer doll, the clay figure is just staring right at you from my point of view yeah i feel like it's i don't know if it's melted a little bit throughout the years but it feels like it's coming forward a little bit and the box is really weird because it's got stuff it's like that he gave it maybe to someone and then that person was like i need money like put it in storage yeah so i have no idea uh what the history of it is but you know it is the the thing i like about the company because you can buy so much fake stuff on the internet is that they you know confirm everything and, yeah. and, and do all that fun stuff they i wanted to buy they had a a lot of back to the future stuff and they had the sports almanac from back to the future too oh, that's cool and i wanted it so bad but it sold for over two grand so i was like that's too much money for me to spend on something it's a lot yeah okay getting back to it uh, one thing that i like that about the simpsons that that nobody really does is like they're real they really go all out when it comes to the halloween specials Oh, yeah, those are some of the best episodes. Yeah, because they're just ridiculous. You know, it's like, hey, this is ridiculous to begin with. But it's like, how can we go even more ridiculous? Uh, what, are the, what are the aliens' names that are always Kang funny? and Kodos. Kang and Kodos, uh, funny enough, they're actually really named after Star Trek uh, characters back, I think, in season one. Oh, really? Kang yeah. definitely sounds like a Klingon they were name. Kling- it was a Klingon name. And I think, I think the other one was like a serial killer from the show. <laughs> I don't know if it was also a Klingon. But they're both from Star Trek, which is pretty funny. Huh. Yeah. The one thing that also, is, I guess, is a hallmark of The Simpsons. It's not really a hallmark of The Simpsons. It's just now it's been so uh, around so long and so popular that like even don't is in the freaking dictionary. Wait. Was, can I do it? Let's yeah, all do killer, our version. A killer impersonation. Let's all do our version. Who wants to go first? Brad. Dope. Eh, yeah, I admit it's something, a, right? A younger, skinnier Homer version. Asterios. Dope. That was like a season one. And you know what's another one that I don't think it's in here is, is uh, uh, Nelson's uh, laugh. Can you guys do it? Oh, shoot. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha Let's just do this for 30 minutes. This. <laughs> <Ooh>, great. Dope. <laughs> I, <laughs> I used to be able to do Homer's scream. Oh. Oh, no. That was awful. Oh. That was wait, pretty good. What? what? Oh. That just sounds like you're getting you have, pleasured. Yeah. Well, I was in eighth, I was in eighth grade. <laughs> Someone sound like sticking a pen in your keep urethra. Going, keep going. Oh, 
It was, it was almost there. You should cut that out. It was almost there. <laughs> Not that I need to tell you that. A number of neologisms that originated on The Simpsons have entered popular vernacular. Mark Laberman, director of the Linguistic Data Consortium, remarked, The Simpsons has apparently taken over from Shakespeare and the Bible as our culture's greatest source of idioms, catchphrases, and sundry other textual allusions. Sundry? Yeah, that's what it sundry? says. The most famous catchphrase is Homer's annoyed grunt, as we just spoke about. Uh, do. So, we'll never, oh, God, you did it again. <laughs> so ubiquitous. So, ubiquitous. There you go. So let's do it as a team. So ubiquitous is the expression that is now listed in the Oxford English Dictionary, but without the apostrophe. So it's just D-O-H. Hmm. Uh, Dan Castellaneta has, says he borrowed the phrase from James Finlayson, an actor in early Laurel and Hardy comedies, who pronounced it in a more elongated and whining tone. The staff of The Simpsons told Castellaneta to shorten the noise, and it went on to become the well-known exclamation in the television series. I like that scene where everybody does their catchphrase, and then they all turn to Lisa, and Lisa just goes, if anyone needs me, I'll be in my room. I was going to say the exact same thing. I like release the hounds a lot. (laughs) Release the hounds. That's the funniest possible way to threaten someone. It's like, all right, let these dogs go. (laughs) They'll attack this person. Does groundskeeper Willie have any? I don't. So um, he's coming up next. In just his like page. Scottish. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would be. It. Ah. And but then he says, "Do you got any grease, woman?" And then she goes, "Yes." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, grease me up." Well, there's a phrase here, and I don't remember it. I'm sure if I heard him say, "Wait, it, is this the cheese eating surrender yes, monkeys?" Yes, it is. Yeah. Groundskeeper Willie's description of the French as cheese eating surrender monkeys. Okay, now I remember it because it's French. Was used by was used by National Review columnist Jonah Goldberg in 2003 after France's opposition to the proposed invasion of Iraq. The phrase quickly spread to other journalists. Cromulent and embiggen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Words used in Lisa the Iconoclast have quickly spread or have since appeared in the dictionary.com's 21st century lexicon and scientific journals, respectively. I've heard him big in a lot. Yeah. In different things. Uh, Donald Sutherland was in that episode, Lisa the Iconoclast. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the 70s, he was in a movie called Day of the Locust. And his character name? Homer Simpson. It was not. I swear that's where the name came from. That's where Homer. Got his name. It's from Homer Simpson in Day of the Locust about all these weird people who live in Hollywood back in the day. What year was that? Do you know? Like 1970, I want to say. I don't know if you're lying to me or not. I'm definitely, <laughs> I don't know if Brad's lying to me. I've never heard he of is definitely His name is definitely Homer Simpson. I saw the movie a couple of years ago. What do you know that that's where they took the name? I mean, obviously. How, what, that would be well, an amazing coincidence. Well, hello. Was it Troll where the kid's name is Harry Potter? I don't think she took Harry Potter's name from Troll. And this is true. It's the Potter right, family. Fair enough. But so no, what I'm saying is, uh, you don't know 100 percent that they took it from there. I I don't have a okay. quote from but that his granny. Name is Homer Simpson. But his name is Homer that's Simpson. And if cool. you watch that movie now, it's it's a serious movie, but it's hilarious when he says his name is Homer Simpson. That's pretty funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wonder if that's because it, it, you know what it, that's not in here is well he says he's based the characters off his family, so I don't know if maybe one of his family members is is named Homer. Yeah, but that would be funny because it's not in here, and I've never heard it. So it's like I wonder if that's just a secret where he gets names from. Yeah, even though he does say Brett is an ac- uh, Bart is an acronym of yeah. Brett. I mean, we just watch his old new Hollywood yeah. movies. Apparently, Apu is from that Indian film series, like the Apu trilogy. <laughs> See now I don't know. now no. I think everyone's just lying to me. Ah, but that Google it, people at home, because like. It was it was funny. Um, 
David Cohen on the commentary was was like Apu started out as one of the most straight ahead stereotypes you you could find an Indian convenience store clerk and then Macarini was like well actually Apu is the name of this like Indian film trilogy it's like yeah oh, that excuses everything Matt <laughs> uh, so so it could be true but it all it might just be that he uh was trying to save face for could something. be retconning exactly, exactly. <laughs> retrofitting gotcha yeah <laughs> professor frank professor frank he makes you laugh he makes you think <laughs> oh that monkey's going to pay and that, like the dismissive term meh Yep. Which, oh my God! It's saturated the internet. Believed to have been popularized by by the Simpsons. Yeah, that's the um, worst thing they've added to our culture. I think. Yeah, seriously. And it actually entered the dictionary, the Collins English Dictionary, in two thousand eight. And other words credited as stemming from the show include yoink and craptacular. I don't know about <laughs> that though. Craptacular. Craptacular. I've said craptacular since I think before the Simpsons. Yeah. Like as a kid. But then again, it's like, oh, we say stupid words as kids and then okay, well the first TV show to use it was The Simpsons. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't think meh was popularized by them. I thought it was just a you know, a nerd term, you know, like yeah. I think they took term. it from The Simpsons though. I think nerds appropriated Did it. From they the Simpsons. Nerds don't create anything. Here's the thing, The Simpsons nope. been around for so long that you don't like you don't realize how much of the words today Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and just little things we say actually comes from them. Yeah, there was um John Hodgman, I believe, wrote an article about how derogatory "meh" is. How it's like one of the worst. Why? Because it's just completely dismissive and doesn't really address. Like, if you disagree with someone mm-hmm. or you don't like something they've done, you just say "meh," and it's just dismissive. You're not. I actually don't use it that way. Though. Addressing the issue. If it's like, yeah, no, it makes sense. But if someone asks me, "Hey, how you doing?" I just, I just think like, "meh." Well, people use it for like, hey, what, hey, did you see the new Batman movie? And you're like, meh. It's just like, <laughs> it doesn't really address any. It doesn't really address the issue at hand. It's um, just dismissive. I, it's funny because uh, you can't see this at home, but Asterios is is doing yoga positions. Yep. Now We're doing downward facing comedian <laughs> on the couch. He's he's uh, uh, turned into the couch and is fading into the crevices. I'm, I should take. I am half Instagram. chameleon, after all. Everyone yeah. will see how engaged we are. There's criticism and controversy about uh, about The Simpsons when it comes to uh, uh, Bart's nature and like you know Homer choking Bart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Bart does abuse Bart brutally. Yeah, and it's choking him so hard his tongue flies out. And it's true. I mean, when you and think about, makes a zigzag shape. <laughs> And when you think about it, it's like it's like okay, well that is a little violent, but it's a freaking cartoon. Yeah, yeah. But the only reason we're cool with it is that the cartoon is old. That it's like it will in a year be twenty five years old. It would not be cool. Like if a cartoon did that today, like it would, we would all be upset about it. You know, it's kind of like when your grandpa says something racist. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, ah, uh, yeah. Ah, he's so cute. Uh, we didn't let that one slide. Yeah. He's going to die soon and we'll be rid of it. Exactly. You know, but if, uh, but if you know, your friend says something racist, you're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, and it I'm is, not going to say anything because I don't want things to be awkward. And it is also a primetime show when kids probably wouldn't be watching it without their parents. 
China's actually banned it from primetime television in 2006 in an effort to protect China's struggling animation studios. And then in 2008, Venezuela barred the show from airing on morning television as it was unsuitable for children. Yeah. Oh, Venezuela. I haven't heard much from them lately. Yeah. What are they up to, Venezuela? I will say, <laughs> how many times did Bill Cosby choke Theo on the Cosby show? Like eight or nine. Uh, and then uh, in 2008, uh, several Russian Pentecostal churches demanded the Simpsons, South Park, and other Western cartoons to be put off air for propaganda of various vices. And the broadcaster's license to be revoked. However, the court decision later dismissed this request. What vices? I believe they're... Choking children? Yeah, I guess. Weird. I mean, Homer drinks, but it turns into a retard. Oh, I shouldn't say the R word. Aww. Turns into a not smart person. One thing that we, we were all mentioning early on uh, was... And, and especially you, Brad, is that obviously as the years go by, it doesn't it it does, can't remain the high quality that it was at the beginning. Though I don't know if you agree, Asterios, if it's declining in quality or not. What? Who, who could disagree? With, uh, it's you know, like I don't know. We don't get super excited about The Simpsons anymore, and I think it has less to do with the fact that we're adults and more to do with the fact that it's like we've already really seen a lot of the different iterations of this show. Someone said to me a long time ago that there's no one that is currently writing for The Simpsons that has not grown up on The Simpsons. And I think that that's actually a really good point. You know, like you look at a show like Breaking Bad or, you know, even not to pick like kind of a critical darling, like a show like Everybody Loves Raymond. You bring all your experiences to it, you know? Oh, my dad said this weird thing once. Let me turn that into an episode of Raymond. Or like, oh, my kids did this. I can turn that into a thing. After a while, you run out of experiences, especially if you're getting paid like $150,000 a year at least, you know, to write the crap that comes out of Lisa's mouth. And so, you know, it kind of happens to everybody. Like, you know, at some point... Like, Steve Martin stops making comedy. You know, at some point, like, we stop finding a lot of these people funny because they run out of crazy shit that's happened to them. Yeah. And I think The Simpsons kind of suffered this dual blow of the older, more experienced writers are really good technically. Like, they're amazing joke technicians, but they don't really have anything new to draw from. And then the younger writers they hire grew up on The Simpsons, so they can't bring anything fresh to it by default. A lot of times their, like, worldview on what comedy is was fucking shaped by the thing. So how are you going to change it? You know? You can't. And now we're all sad. Yeah, sorry, guys. Thanks, Asterios. Sorry. I didn't like how they got a racehorse that had a leather jacket. And I think it's because whoever wrote that grew up watching The Simpsons. What did you think of that jockey land that they went to? Uh, I liked the voice when the guy's like, let us out. We'll give you gold. <laughs> um, but that was the high, only high point of the episode. I like that. We'll give you gold. But, too. but I agree. I mean, there was a, there was a news story about, um, about the onion, the newspaper, the onion. And the people who are writing the onion are people who grew up with the onion. Mm-hmm. And now, some, you know, the onion's a very unique How long has the onion been around? I think it, like about 15 to 20 years. It was started oh, okay. in the, okay. in the early I 90s. Really? Huh. Um, but, you know, it's a very unique – their sense of humor is very unique and they're mm. very popular because of it. Mm. And when you get kids who grew up on it and that unique comedy is now their main – kind of their, their mainstream, um, they're just rewriting things that they remember from back in the day on The Onion in that same style. Yeah. And it ceases to be unique. 
Well, I think there's also been episodes of The Simpsons uh, in recent seasons that are almost the same as other episodes of The Simpsons from yeah. back in the day. Well, there's two episodes where he's gotten an elephant, remember? Or a horse? I think it was a. I, th- I think there's been a few with horses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he gets a horse. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I remember. Well, I, I know. I think there's an episode where he, the horse gets a leather jacket. Yeah, and it has a rainbow mohawk, and that was when I stopped watching. It was that was the episode that did it. And then there was an, and there was another horse some, somewhere in there. Yeah, I yeah, I believe there's an episode. Well, Bart uh, Homer buys Lisa a pony because she's upset at him. Oh yeah, okay. And that was an earlier one. Where he, and he starts working at the Quickie Mart because that's the only way he can afford the lessons oh, yeah. and the stable and the food. Oh, because he's a good dad. He is he's a good, good dad. He falls asleep in the in the automatic doors and they crush his head repeatedly. Uh, well, let's see what they say on Wikipedia about the declining quality of The Simpsons. I'd love to know what anonymous people <laughs> who contributed. In let's see effort. what the worst people in the world think. <laughs> Critics reviews of early Simpsons episodes praised the show for its wit, realism, and intelligence. In the late 1990s, around the airing of season 10, the tone and emphasis of the show began to change. Some critics started calling the show tired. And this was back in season 10. <laughs> uh, by 2000, some long-term fans had become disillusioned with the show and pointed to its shift from character-driven plots with it to what they perceived as an overemphasis of zany antics. The BBC noted, The common consensus is that The Simpsons' golden era ended after season 9, which is actually, hey Brad, you were pretty Boom. close to, your, to where you thought it ended. While Todd Leopold of CNN, in an article looking at its perceived decline, stated, For many fans, the glory days are long past. Jim Shembri of the Sydney Morning Herald called the show a cultural touchstone for at least two, possibly three generations of couch potatoes, but claimed that the show has declined in quality. He attributed this to an abandonment of character-driven storylines in favor of and overuse of celebrity cameo appearances and references to popular culture. Shembri wrote, The central tragedy of The Simpsons is that it's gone from commanding attention to merely being attention-seeking. Hmm, that's an interesting uh, way to put it, I guess. That kind of makes sense, though. Because after a while, like, once all the stories are gone, you do kind of want it. It's more about just, okay, how do we make people laugh? What zany shit can we do? Yeah. Here's the thing. I agree with everyone in the the case that after 24 years, what can you write? It's like the same with anything. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's been done. It's just doing it in a more interesting way. And I think The Simpsons, still in its 24th season, not having watched the new season yet, is still funnier than probably 80% of anything you'll watch on TV that's claiming to be a sitcom or a comedy. And they're all, yeah, they're all just really the same tired punchlines over and over. And The Simpsons has kind of become like that. It's just, you know, a a very typical punchline. I think the difference is that most sitcoms that are trying to be out now are are still, even though they're trying to be funny, they're taking themselves seriously, where The Simpsons is not taking itself seriously. It's still, they're just writing, they're trying to be funny, and it's not like, uh, you know... We're, we're doing the best comedy. No, we're just trying to make this family last, and they're still funnier than most people. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're succeeding. Because I, I just, yeah, I think they're using the same punchlines every other sitcom's using. And yeah. still kind of coasting on some of the early years that were full of wit and intelligence, and everything was unexpected. Now I feel like you can watch it, and you see the punchline coming two lines early. What what they should do maybe is I don't know how many episodes the seasons are because the movie was so great mm-hmm. they spent time on the movie and it was so funny is maybe do less episodes and make them more uh, like the movie where it's they think about it and they actually maybe write hour long episodes and it's just yeah and just develop a story yeah and develop the story and do like six to eight episodes a season instead of. 
20 to 24. I don't know if that's how many they still do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that might be a smart way to go because then you get right – you know, you'll, you'll get people who actually like – you have to develop a character. I, I think that would definitely improve the creative qualities of the yeah. show. I doubt the network would be happy about Here's having – Here's the thing though. You agree. If Asterios agrees, I think, th- I think they'll do it. Yeah, I think Fox is into it. It's tough. <laughs> they're gonna, yeah, I mean, I know one third the hours of television. Time. I, don't, I don't think we're going to get a yes from Asterius. It's just tough because because it's like, can you imagine if you worked on The Simpsons and someone was like, "Yeah, we're cutting we're cutting uh, your paychecks by two thirds this month." I mean, this year. You know, it's it's yeah, but isn't it better to do that than to cancel a show? Yeah, I suppose that's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. if they're going to, but they're never going to cancel. But, I mean, for, oh, with gonna, financial reasons, they're not. I don't think they're even close to canceling it. They're going to cancel it eventually. I mean, I don't. I da- I doubt it'll go past thirty. The only reason that's a lot of, that's a lot of TV, though. Still, yeah, for yeah. sure. But I think it might go under, though. But maybe they're trying to wait for thirty. But mm-hmm. I doubt it's going to go past thirty. Well, what I heard was that they're not going to cancel The Simpsons, or when they do, can't. The only reason they would cancel The Simpsons would be to launch The Simpsons Channel. Which hmm. would be a channel of just twenty-four hour episodes of The Simpsons, which they can't really do now because while the show's still alive, everybody's residuals are really high. But after it's canceled, mm. the residuals go down, and so they could do something like that. Um, That's not a bad idea. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't do twenty-four hours of Simpsons, but I would. I would do a Simpsons channel with like other comedic animated shows, or you no. Know, I would want it to be a Simpsons channel. Really? I like the idea that it's like, oh, anytime I turn to channel 555, I can watch an episode of The Simpsons. Like, come what may. You know, it could be a really good episode. It could be a bad it's just, Wouldn't that be really convenient to always know that there was this channel that had The Simpsons on it? I guess that's true. That at first sounded like a terrible idea, and now I'm totally sold. I know, and now that, that I'm a, thinking about that it, it's like great. there are times at, late at night when I'm working or doing something, there's nothing on. I just want something funny to put on the background, and The Simpsons would be that... Great show to do. Totally. You're not but like I'm, with the DVDs. We're like, oh, what episode? I got to pick a good one. You're just like, I'm going to watch whatever's on. And yeah. I right. love it. No, that makes sense. Exactly. That makes sense. All right, Asterios. You get your channel. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm sold. It'd just be really comforting. That would yeah. totally be comforting. I would love that. Just to wrap this up, I, I, I want to I see if you guys know your Simpsons knowledge. Sure. Some, some stuff that, that people at home might not know. Uh, some fun facts. I like my c- Day of the Locust knowledge. Exactly. It that was good. On you. The Simpsons uh, characters all have how many fingers? Four. Or who's the only character in The Simpsons to have five? God. Yes. Asterios. Point. Super quick. <laughs> I didn't even have my finger on the buzzer. I do not stop speaking, and I have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> how many times has Lisa celebrated her eighth birthday? Oh, I'm going to say four times. Right. I would say two. Ah, Brad's right. Ah, Lisa has celebrated Lisa has celebrated her eighth birthday on two different episodes. That's pretty funny. Actually. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Does Does anyone know who voices the sound of Maggie when she sucks in her pacifier? Matt Groening. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say Matt, Matt Groening. You guys are getting these pretty fast. We're pretty cool guys. Pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Now let's see here. And actually, we spoke about this earlier. Do the Bartman was. Uh, a song written and produced by Michael Jackson and Brian Lauren and performed by Mansi Cartwright. I had yeah, that. I else. had that album. Springfield Simpson. Springfield sings the blues. So, I have that on vinyl. Oh, you do. And I also have the album songs in the, songs key, in the key of, of Springfield, Springfield, which yeah, is every totally. song. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say this out loud, but I listened to that Planet of the Apes, Doctor uh, Troy McClure's Doctor Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas, so many times. That's a funny, pretty good. Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. 
Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. can. Well, I couldn't before. I can sing. (laughs) And now we're going to get sued. I don't think this is uh, something I can uh, uh, ask you guys about. And it's more just a fact. But Principal Skinner's prison number in Vietnam was 24601. And that's the same prison number as Twin Peaks' Hank Jennings. As well as Jean Valjean in Les Mis. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's also Sideshow Bob's same prison number. Um, when it can be seen on his letters to Selma when they were dating for that short time. Uh, yeah. Anybody know Sideshow Bob's real name? Yeah, Bob, Bob Terwilliger. Full name? Robert Terwilliger. Robert Underdunk Terwilliger. Oh, underdunk Terwilliger. Uh, the, the Underdunk always gets you. Yeah. It's the How Underdunk. It always gets you guys. Robert Underdunk Terwilliger. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the fun thing about the couch scene is the, the, the length of the couch scene or the whole opening sequence depends on how much time they need to fill because of however long their episode is. Yeah, which is like from someone who works in post-production and television is a genius because people are yeah. always struggling to remove a second from somewhere. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, they're just going to take a second out of the opening. Yeah, we'll just change the couch gag. Yeah. Uh, how many days did it take Danny Elfman to compose the song we all know and love I, I think it took him a single day i would say single day i bet he came he it, rocked it out two days damn it took him two days hmm. lisa's first word was bart maggie's first word was daddy what was bart's first words it's icarumba icarumba right it's funny though because some of his more famous catchphrase like cowabunga dude and, and and you know all the shirt ones they're actually not in very many episodes and it's the shirts and the don't merchandising a, i think we said don't have a cow man don't have a cow man no no t- don't kind of have a cow man cowabunga icarumba all of these i mean yeah. we hear them in the episodes and they're like these famous bart catchphrases but they were made popular due to the merchandising yeah, the shirt made it famous because in the show itself it's not really said that much or by him, anyway. He says it like a couple of times. Like three or four. Of them. Exactly. What is Milhouse Van Houten's middle name? Mussolini. Yes. That's oh. right. Oh, I had to think about that one. Brief Milhouse. delay for those at home. That was me. My gears cranking away. Milhouse, as I, I like to call him, Thrill House. Thrill House. Thrill Ho. This is Thrill-ho, the greatest yes. game I've ever played, and I've only entered my name. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Melhouse. That I, w- I wish that was his catchphrase, but it, I guess he only says it once when he wears flood pants yeah. and it floods. Do you know what President Nixon's middle name was? Mussolini. Melhouse. <laughs> uh, and that's where Melhouse got his name. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I think probably it is. is. It probably is, right? Uh, Bart's locker combination is 36-24-26. What famous song... That would be TN- via TNT. Also has those numbers. No idea. Was that English, Mysterious? Wouldn't. I believe that would be TNT. No. 30, 36, 24, 26. Nope. I'll lead a life of crime. Bump, bump. TNT. Was... Dirty Deeds. Yes. Dirty Deeds. Yeah. And it's not TNT. Well, that's a different song. It's called I'm TNT. It's... I'm Dynamite. <laughs> it's ACDC's. Dirty deeds, both I was going to say, play that song. funky music, white boy. 36, uh, a 24, a 26. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, Brad. Well, at least you got my singing. Uh, inside the Springfield Police Station is a map of the city. What is this? Sh- what is it shaped like? Snoopy. No. Portland? I don't, I don't no, know, you man. guys will not get that. <laughs> Medieval Constantinople. That's funny. Yeah. Constantinople. So Thank if you, you guys ever see the map in Springfield Police Station, it is shaped like Medieval Constantinople. You guys did a great job with that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great job. You never know. Maybe they'll surprise us this season and and up their game up a little bit. Maybe they'll pull an SNL and like actually pull it out and become have a, a renaissance. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because SNL sucked for such a long it time. It did for, and, and it's, it's been pretty decent. Yeah, I agree. 
Hmm. That's that's a show I I gave yeah. up on and then came back to. Yeah, with SNL, it's like you can change the entire cast and writing staff. Like you can't do that with The Simpsons. You can't change the cast. Like yeah, Saturday, like Saturday Night Sketch Show. Yeah, well, you can you change know? the writing staff. Well, and still, I think that's where a lot of the problems. Yeah, are. SNL was bad for such a long time, and it was just like, Ugh. and like now it's getting enjoyable again with their mm-hmm. jokes. So maybe it was a whole writing staff that they changed out, and that was the problem. So thanks, guys, uh, so much. Anybody want to plug it, Brad? Uh, is working on a sci-fi show that he can't plug because it's uh, super secret. Well, no, the audience of this show might be interested. It's uh, it's called Viral Video Showdown. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on sci-fi um, in a few months. It's basically uh, teams who've been successful with viral, making viral videos online uh, are now entering the studio, uh, being given a subject, and making uh, they're each making a short viral video. So these are YouTube famous people? YouTube famous. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and so... That we'll, well, that's not why it's funny, but I'll tell you after. But we'll take two teams, uh, and they'll go head-to-head making a viral video. And obviously, viral videos, by their nature, are kind of unique. Mm-hmm. So it's two videos that have shared almost nothing in common, and we have to be like, okay, well, this action movie... How does that compare to this slapstick comedy? Who's made the better video? Gotcha. Well, because the show I'm working on right now is called Dance Showdown for our YouTube channel, Dance On. And we take YouTube famous people and, and pair them with a dancing partner, and then they compete. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, when it comes to when it comes to dance, yeah. Brad, you, do you have a Twitter or anything you care to, to tell the two people that may or may not follow you because of it? Uh, yeah, it's at Brad Cordero. Uh, just figure out the spelling yourself. <laughs> you can find them places. Asterios. Hey, um, hey, what's going on with you? You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Asterios. And I don't know, Google it, how to spell it. You, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And, um, Asterios Poconos. That's I'm kidding. Close. Pocono, Coconos. Close. But the, not the Poconos, the no. place that you visit. Though Asterios is a vacation unto himself. You damn right wow. I am. I'm. I'm in one of those giant champagne glasses from the Poconos Resort right now. And um, you can go to AstereosCoconos.com, you know, and you can check out my website. Yeah. You'll, they'll see get, the spelling of your name on the yeah, – both your names. It'll correct itself. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I do stand up all over Los Angeles and in, you know, some other cool cities. So, you know, check me out. Thanks for listening, guys. You're one of four Stereos Coconoses, but they'll know which one you are. Those other three are pretty funny, though. Just add so. comedy to your Google search, and you will find him. Yeah. yeah. Just Google laughs, and then put a Boolean plus in, and then put chuckles. <laughs> and if you put all that in quotes, you should find me. And then, as always, you can follow uh, the Wikipedia Brown podcast at... Good night, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> Later, everybody. Twitter that that was Brad, by the way. It, give him credit. That's not true. Give him credit. Asterios took, <laughs> Asterios took the credit, but it was Brad. It, Brad doing. <laughs> Twitter at WikiBeePod and WikipediaBrown.com to listen to this streaming, which you must be listening with somehow right now, I suppose. But if you're not on iTunes, uh, WikipediaBrown.com. And if you put chuckles and then the Boolean plus and then giggles into Google and you put it all in quotes, a picture of me should pop up. <laughs> a Boolean plus. If you want to see a picture of Brad and Asterios, go to Bad Sloth on Instagram. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys.